And hey, everybody, welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast. We're your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this weekend every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, it's hard to believe, but for the second year in a row, DECAL will celebrate Children's Mental Health Week in Georgia, May 2nd through 6th. Commissioner, similar to Georgia's Pre-K Week and Inclusive Early Learning Week, this special week in May reminds us that the early years in a child's life provide a key opportunity to establish safe and secure relationships and support healthy social and emotional development. Yeah, and we're excited to celebrate, as you said, once again, it's a great week to really bring awareness to what we mean by children's mental health, because I still think there's a need in our state and across the country on what we mean by children's mental health, but also provide really fun and engaging activities for child care providers all over the state. I know last year it was a huge success, and so I'm looking forward to hearing what we have planned for this year. You know, in this past legislative session, we saw a lot of focus on the importance of mental health, and it was the last legislative session that helped create uh, one of our uh, one of the positions of one of our guests today. And so joining us to talk about Children's Mental Health Week is Laura Lucas, our new and she's been here 18 months now. So I don't know if new is still appropriate, but she is relatively new director of infant and early childhood mental health uh, here at DECAL. Dr. Chelsea Morris is a professor at University of West Georgia and co-author of a children's book we'll be reading for the week called Surrey, the Spider Selects a Solution. I love alliteration. And Lori Summers is a kids on the block puppeteer for Mental Health America of Georgia, who's also joining our celebration this year, big hit last year. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Laura, let's start with you by asking, as the commissioner said, what is Children's Mental Health Week all about and and why is this important? Yeah, thanks, Reg. Uh, Children's Mental Health Week is the first week of May, and it really is a recognition that mental health is an essential part of children's overall health. Social emotional development or the way we manage and express feelings and how we interact with others is really foundational to how successful we are in life. Uh, Children's Mental Health Week reminds us that mental health starts from the very beginning and that we all have a uh, important role in supporting early childhood mental health. Well, Laura, I understand that this year we are releasing a new video that supports early relational health. How does that promote early childhood mental health? Yeah, I'm really excited to share that DECAL has been working with Georgia Public Broadcasting to create a video that is meant to capture the importance of the attachment between young children and their caregivers. You know, I think sometimes we forget that young children aren't born knowing how to manage big feelings or having coping skills. They really learn that from their caregivers. Um, In fact, caregivers have a vital role in establishing that safe and secure feeling that really we all need in order to explore the environment and learn. And really the message of the video is that every early childhood caregiver, whether it's a parent, a teacher, a childcare provider, a coach, has an opportunity to connect with a child and make a big impact on their life. And we anticipate that that video will be released uh, during Children's Mental Health Week. Looking forward to that. Great partners at GPB. They always do an amazing job. So we're looking forward to that. So it's a full week. 
plan to celebrate Children's Mental Health Week in Georgia, May 2nd through 6th. Laura, tell us about the activities that you have planned. Yeah, we um, had a lot of fun last year, as the commissioner mentioned. Um, So we're going to do some of the same things that we did last year. We're going to have some age-appropriate classroom activities all the way from infant-toddler age to pre-K age. Um, just to have fun ways to promote and support social emotional development. I think the favorite theme last year was that we had Feelings Friday where Callie, the decal mascot, hosted sort of a dance party where we could all express our feelings and just sort of be ourselves and celebrate mental health. So we're going to do that again. Uh, Very excited about that. Um, Resources will be updated on our Children's Mental Health Week decal webpage. And this year, Um, While we will have early childhood mental health resources, we've also put more of a focus on adult mental health resources, because just as we mentioned, um, adult self-care is also an important part of supporting early childhood mental health. So we really put more of a focus on that this year, and we'll be providing more resources Um, As as you mentioned, we're also partnering with Mental Health America of Georgia again this year. We had a great time with the Kids on the Block puppet show last year. Uh, So we'll be hosting um, shows for our three-year-old classes and our pre-K classes. And Lori Summers is here to tell you more about that. Um, So new this year, um, as you mentioned, Reg, we'll be meeting Suri the Spider, who is a character from a new book co-authored by Dr. Chelsea Morris who again is here today to tell you more about that. So we're excited to meet Suri um, and learn what she's up to. Um, We've also partnered with Better Brains for Babies to bring in a national expert from zero to three to talk about infant early childhood mental health. And that will be on May 5th at 10 o'clock. All all are welcome to attend. Um, It's free and the registration will be available again on the Children's Mental Health Week webpage um, through the DECAL website. And then finally, our partners from GEARS, the Georgia Early Education Alliance for Ready Students, will be providing giveaways for teachers and child care providers um, that are participating in Children's Mental Health Week. So um, posting on um, DECAL's uh, social media, attending the puppet shows, we're going to be doing drawings for gift cards and other promotional giveaways to kind of give back to teachers who are able to participate. Um, so those are just some of the activities that we have. We're very excited um, and ready to, to kick off Children's Mental Health Week. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. So, Lori, you are a puppeteer with Mental Health America of Georgia, and your puppet shows were very popular with our children last year. Tell us more about the shows and what you hope to achieve. Sure. So Kids on the Block is an international puppetry troupe. They have troops all over the world. It features multicultural puppets that address social and emotional learning. And at Mental Health America of Georgia, our puppets and our puppetry troops specifically address the tenets of mental wellness. Kids can tell us how to stay healthy by eating fruits and vegetables, but a lot of times they don't understand that mental health is a crucial component of staying healthy and living a healthy life. So what our puppet show does is it allows a safe format for kids to interact with puppets and talk about feelings in a place where they know that they're not going to get called out or punished for saying the wrong thing because puppets have a way of breaking down barriers. 
And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to instill help-seeking behaviors and talk about coping skills for dealing with things like anger and sadness and frustrations and other feelings. Mm. And Lori, who are some of the characters that the kids can expect to meet uh, in your puppet show about feelings? So we're going to meet the puppet characters, Melody James and Brenda Dubrowski. And Melody James and Brenda Dubrowski are best friends. Mm -hmm. They're both enthusiastic. They're curious about the world. And they're both very creative. And in the show, feelings are important. They talk about the different kinds of feelings that a person can have. And Melody has a song that she sings. And she sings about the kind of things that happen to kids, really young kids on a regular day. You might have a bad day, you may fall and skin your knee, but the purpose of the song is to let the kids know that you can always use your words to say how you feel. And there are always adults that are there who care about you. Sort of like how Laura was saying that kids don't automatically come into the world knowing how to handle their feelings. So what we're trying to do is instill in them that it's all right to express who you are and it's okay to use your words and seek help for your feelings. Well, Lori, how can classes attend the puppet shows and how do they register? So there will be a registration link on the DECAL Children's Mental Health webpage. And it is also posted on DECAL social media. All right. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to meet those characters also. Um, now, Dr. Morris is from the University of West Georgia, and uh, you have many roles that connect you uh, with DECAL. Tell us about your work with the Infant and Early Childhood Mental Health Task Force and the Pyramid Model State Leadership Team. Thanks for having us today. I'm excited to talk about children's mental health and uh, ramp up for Children's Mental Health Week. Um, my journey with infant and early childhood mental health actually started some time ago is working um, at the University of Virginia Children's Hospital when Virginia was kind of first launching these initiatives. Um, but more recently, I've been lucky enough to partner with DECAL, um, specifically Callan Wells, who's the senior health policy manager with GEARS, and Laura, who's on the call, um, on the Georgia Infant and Early Childhood Mental Health Task Force. That task force is charged with carrying out recommendations that resulted from a study committee on infant toddler social emotional well being. And so we've been meeting for about a year. Um, to date, we've been primarily focused on creating a list of evidence based programs and creating some billing guidance so that the state can begin maximizing use of those services. And um, now the task force is shifting toward determining how these competencies, how you know, what we know about infant and early childhood mental health gets better incorporated into higher education pathways and technical college pathways like teacher preparation and nursing schools. So um, then on the other hand, you know, in similarly important work, the pyramid model state leadership team um, is convening under the leadership of DECAL as well, led by um, Allison O'Hara, who's our inclusion and behavior support program director. The pyramid model is essentially an internationally recognized um, public health model that uses evidence-based practices to improve social emotional skills in young children and their families and um, their caregivers like their teachers. And so 
Um, I got involved in that work after being a part of the first cohort with the National Center for Pyramid Model Innovation. And we're now doing some extensive work with pyramid model leaders across the country and um, really trying to implement pyramid model in a systemic way across the state so that pyramid model becomes a sustainable part of early childhood programming in Georgia. Well, I understand you're also a DECAL community transformation grantee. That's why I recognize your book, because I do know about those grants. So tell us more about the funding that helped create your book, Surrey, the Spider Select Solution, and how you hope the story reaches young children. We are a grantee, so I also serve as the faculty director of our Early Learning Center at the University. West Georgia, and we are so grateful to be a part of the CTG um, community. It has allowed us to do some really cool work with Surrey Spider, who is near and dear to our hearts over here. So the Community Transformation Grant has really allowed us to build a set of resources for social emotional learning um, across the infant, toddler, preschool, and family communities. And so that work is really meant to address the suspension and expulsion of young children from school settings by increasing supports related to skills. So we know, like Laura said, you know, and Lori reiterated that children don't come in with those skills, but adults also don't come into the world knowing how to teach those skills. And so we're hoping to kind of tackle it from that direction. Um, The materials and tools that are being developed as part of that grant uh, focused on bringing the mental health world and the pyramid model world together through building problem solving opportunities for children and their caregivers. So the funding has allowed us to get Surrey Spider designed professionally um, and partner with the National Center to make sure that her stories are posted in multiple languages and that they're partnered with training and dissemination plans that reach, um, not just statewide, but just most recently, we knew that um, she's actually been downloaded across six countries too already. So that's really exciting to see Georgia's impact in that way. And what we hope is that when a caregiver wants to remove a child from a setting for their behavior, instead, maybe Surrey Spider can, you know, develop their toolbox that they can dip into to practice creating a solution and keeping children in those positive settings where they learn and grow and become confident and capable in frustrating and difficult situations. You know, I got to say, I'm a little envious of both Lori and Chelsea because Lori is a puppeteer. I did a little bit of that when I was a kid, um, puppeteering, which is a lot of fun. And then Chelsea has written a children's book for crying out loud. (laughs) And that is something that I think we'd all love to do. Any of us who have worked with kids, uh, so congratulations to both you guys on on what you're doing and, and how you're using it in such an important way. Um, Chelsea, there's also some information at the end of your book for parents and teachers uh, that can be used to build social skills in young children. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm sure Lori would agree. You know, it's fun when you can tie your intellectual expertise to something as fun as puppets and characters and <laughs> being able to do that. And so that's what the tips at the end of the story are geared toward. Um, kind of bringing that intellectual information about problem solving to the caregiver, whether it's a teacher or a family member. And so those tips provide some information on how to model problem solving, the steps to teaching and practicing problem solving, as well as some of the information about the importance and use of problem solving. Um, It was a model that was developed by the National Center for Things posted um, in their resource library. And so we wanted to mimic that kind of same support and format so it was familiar to um, users. 
we've talked a lot about the pyramid model and again, how it's the book is related to the pyramid model, but how can parents and teachers access the book? I'm sure that is the number one question. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, teaching problem solving is one of the key pyramid model indicator areas that we look for when we're trying to build responsive relationships. So we tie it directly to that pyramid model framework. But right now, teachers and families can access the resources by going to NCPMI's resource library. That's at challengingbehavior.org. Um, the grant is still in progress, I will say. So Surrey's materials are limited right now, but um, I think families and teachers will find a number of critically important materials in that library. And if you filter the category using practical strategies, many similar tools will come up. Um, we encourage everybody to return throughout the year while more Surrey spiders are coming available. And then as a side plug on May 7th, as the culmination of Children's Mental Health Week, the Early Learning Center at UWG will be hosting Surrey's launch party. So we hope you all come to that. And you can just watch our Facebook for those announcements. Oh, great. We love a good character. You know, we love Callie here yeah. at DECAL. And so to have Surrey join the family, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Laura... Since the last time you were with us for a podcast, you've been pretty busy with the Infant and Early Childhood Mental Health Task Force. How are things going uh, with those efforts? Yeah, thanks, Rich. Uh, things are going great. And just as uh, sort of Dr. Morris summarized uh, quite well, the Infant Early Childhood Mental Health Task Force is a cross-agency state-led uh, leadership team uh, really working to build a system of care to better support early childhood social emotional health in Georgia. And we kind of work in three big buckets, sort of promotion prevention, workforce development, which is uh, Dr. Morris is the co-chair of that work group, and she talked about what they're, they're doing. Um, and then policy and finance. And I just wanted to update everybody that um, as we previously mentioned, mentioned in our other podcast, um, we've been supporting child parent psychotherapy training. Uh, child parent psychotherapy is an evidence-based treatment model specifically for uh, the birth to age six range. Um, and it's for children and caregivers that have experienced trauma or um, that are dealing with social emotional health issues. Um, and really, uh, we, we wanted to partner to sort of expand access to that service in Georgia. Um, so with funding both from DECAL and the Department of Public Health, uh, we were able to uh, secure 60 um, spots for training uh, mental health uh, clinicians, uh, licensed mental health clinicians in Georgia to really expand that service. And I just wanted to let everybody know that we had our first two informational meetings and we had over 200 people attend. So we were very excited about the interest um, in early childhood mental health um, and very excited that clinicians are really wanting to learn um, about sort of that specialty of, of treating birth to age six and their caregivers through this model. Um, and of course, uh, of course, as last time uh, when we did our podcast, um, this is managed through the Georgia um, Association of Infant Mental Health, um, which is newly established, supported by DECAL in Georgia to sort of support the workforce around core competencies around infant and early childhood mental health. Um, so we'll probably have another um, podcast in the fall to talk about some more specific things um, that Georgia AIM is going to be doing in Georgia around endorsement um, for mm -hmm. the early childhood workforce uh, around infant early childhood mental health competencies. 
Um, so we've um, we've been excited and made a lot of progress in Georgia around sort of system building and infrastructure um, around uh, children's mental health. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it is. It's, it's really impressive and exciting. And Children's Mental Health Week is going to be just as exciting. So, Laura, uh, remind us again how child care programs can celebrate Children's Mental Health Week and access the resources, activities, and sign up for Lori's Puppet Show. I know that was the the big item last year. <laughs> yes, it was. And that's absolutely why we asked Lori to come back. And also, I wanted to mention, um, there were a lot of folks who weren't able to attend the Puppet Show last year. And um, Lori's actually, this is her, her job throughout the year, is to do these wonderful puppet shows um, for kids. So we were able to share Lori's contact information and um, child care providers um, were able to connect with her throughout the year to come do puppet shows. So while we are featuring uh, Lori's puppet shows uh, during Children's Mental Health Week, you can contact Lori anytime and have her um, come and do a puppet show for your class. Um, but yes, all the information and how to register for um, the Better Brains for Babies training for Lori's puppet show to obtain the materials for Surrey the Spider. Um, all those links will be on the decal webpage um, through the Children's Mental Health Week um, site. That sounds great. So don't don't anyone say you didn't know about Children's Mental Health Week because we're talking about it today. We're going to be talking about it for weeks ahead of time. Uh, again, mark your calendar now, May the 2nd through the 6th, and we really want everyone to participate. Maybe you didn't know about it last year because it was the very first year. No excuses. It's an all-skate this year. We want everybody uh, to be involved. Laura, Lori, Dr. Morris, thank you so much for being with us. Have a great Children's Mental Health Week. Thank you. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, I'm Naretha Martin and I work in the Audits and Compliance Division here in Decatur, Georgia. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what is the difference in an emergency closure and a revocation? Oh, well, hey, Loretha, that, um, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever answered that one before. So um, great question. So an emergency closure is something that we try not to do on a regular basis, but um, the statute allows me to do an emergency closure for a, a licensed child care program if we believe after an investigation there is imminent danger to children or there has been a death that was not medically anticipated. And uh, we take those very seriously uh, when we do those, because obviously that impacts a lot of individuals, it impacts the child care program, but also the children and families that attend there. Um, so it's really out of an extra abundance of caution that we would do an emergency closure. And it allows us 21 days to go in uh, and really do a, a more thorough investigation to make sure that children are healthy and safe. Now, in the event we find that there are um, issues that we don't think can be correctable or the owner and the director and the teachers, you know, may not be cooperating with our investigation, then that might lead to a revocation, which means um, we would revocate or uh, take away their license to operate. So ultimately that would um, require that child care program to close. Now, both of these, um, there is a due process for the owners and they are allowed to appeal these through the Office of State Administrative Hearings in which they would be allowed an appeal and then we would go in front of a judge and each would um, 
provide our case and, and our, our documentation, our investigation on why we think we might need to be a closure. And then the program would provide um, their explanation in their case on why they think they should remain open and the judge would make a call on that case. So fortunately, we don't have to do that many of those, um, but we do have that avenue in case we do need to do something just to make sure that children remain healthy and safe in child care programs. And of course, in between all of that are fines uh, that we can levy against the child care provider. Right. That's the most extreme, extreme action we would take against a child care provider. You're right. I mean, at the basic, it could be a citation or, you know, ask you to write a plan of improvement or right. we provide technical assistance. And then we would get to a, a fine if we see some type of repeat rule violation. Yeah, I think the, the best news here is while we have those available, they're kind of few and far between, thankfully, out of 4,500 child care programs operating every day, uh, licensed programs in the state of Georgia, it's probably good that we don't hear that all that often. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That is our last resort um, that we would, of course, take. And for the most part, child care is healthy and safe and, and doing a great job in Georgia. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We draw one name from all the correct answers we receive at decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What is the title of the children's book co-authored by Dr. Chelsea Morris from the University of West Georgia? What is the title of the children's book co-authored by Dr. Chelsea Morris from the University of West Georgia? Answer that correctly. You could win a nice prize from Chick-fil-A, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, The School Box, Shake Shack, Waffle House, Wild Adventures Theme Park in Valdosta, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum. Again, what is the title of the children's book co-authored by Dr. Chelsea Morris from the University of West Georgia? Send your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences in partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.